Well, welcome to the Lead, Love, Thrive podcast. I'm your host and spiritual coach, Radhika Cruz. And I created this podcast to share some of the insights and strategies that I gained for how to overcome the negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, fears, and doubt that were stopping me from stepping out and sharing my God-given gifts to impact the world. If you feel mentally stuck or struggle with fear and self-doubt and thoughts of, I'm not capable, competent, or good enough, this podcast is for you. Through Christ, we can do and become every single thing God has called us to do and become. John 10.10 tells us that Jesus came to give us life, an enjoyable and abundant life. And so if you're ready to go from surviving to thriving in every area of your life, through this podcast, let's link arms and learn how to lead our inner life stronger, love God, ourselves, and others better, and make daily decisions to thrive. The journey to living our best life in Christ starts now. Because March is National Women's Month, a month dedicated to reflecting on the contributions of remarkable and inspirational women in America, I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you some of the stories of some very inspirational, impactful, and godly women in my life who are doing some pretty remarkable and impactful things in the lives of those that they lead, love, work with, and serve. So without further ado, allow me to introduce to you this week's special guest. Well, what's up, Thrive family? I'm super excited to come back to you with an awesome episode of our VIP Spotlight. And this month's guest, I'm super excited to share with you all her amazing story. I know you're going to just love her. So I just want to tell you a little about who I have here with me today. Her name is Katrina Mason. She is a single mom of three amazing daughters. And she actually became pregnant at the age of 17, but still was able to finish school on time graduate from the University of Central Oklahoma with a bachelor's degree in business administration. And she later went on to obtain her master's degree in vocational rehabilitation counseling from Langston University. She is the successful business owner of Midwest Vocational Rehabilitation Services, where her company provides vocational assistance to individuals with disabling conditions, as well as job placement services to individuals with challenging backgrounds or criminal history. She is also the founder of a bold and beautiful brunch where she launched her first round of brunches during the entire year of 2019. And these brunches are free and by invitation only, and they are geared towards empowering women. So Katrina, welcome to the show, girl. Glad to be here. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yes. And I, before we started recording, we were talking about your 40th birthday Indeed. trip. And so tell me a little bit, tell our listeners where you went Absolutely. So um, excited to be 40, nervous, yeah. scared <laughs> about being 40. I don't know what it's going to bring, but um, I I got an opportunity to go to the French Polynesian Islands. Yes. And I went to Tahiti. Woo. We did a little island hopping. Come and on. from there, of we course. went over to Bora Bora. Wow. And then um, me and my best friend, we finished out our uh, last stretch of the vacation in um the country called Moorea. Moorea. Yes. It was very, very, very beautiful, very peaceful, um, very serene. Got to see um I'm not a swimmer. Okay. But I'm not afraid of the water at all. Come on. And so um I'm snorkeling with a life jacket. But I had so much oh, fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And something I, I didn't uh, mention earlier, if I have an opportunity now, um, I received some wisdom about life while I was out there. Mm. So when I go on, on vacations, I do go so that I can kind of um, decompress and, yeah. and kind of relax and get recharged. I always go at the end of the year. Yeah. So I can prepare my mind, not mm. just because it's my birthday, but it also gives me an opportunity yes. to reset yes, I love for that. the upcoming year. Mm hmm so because I can't swim, but I'm not afraid of it, Come um, on. we did snorkeling and this is the revelation, that's the word I was looking for, that I received while mm, I was snorkeling. Come on. So um, there were fish all around and I mean clear water. You would think wow. that as clear as it is that the bottom would maybe be to your ankles. Yeah. No, it's like 20 to 30 feet. Wow. Like it's that clear and yeah. everything is so big and, and you can see it. Um, did not go out that far, <laughs> but I stood off the dock um, and just kind of looked down. And um, on the shallow end of of the of the the beach, the water part, 
you could see fish. Ooh. You could see, you know, silver, you know, looking fish in a school of fish. Well, that was in the in the shallow part. Yeah. But in order for you to see the beautiful blue fish or the striped fish, yeah. or the, the yellow fish, like the, the truly exotic yes. sea light. You had to go out a little bit farther, mm. and so um, I, did. I hear I hear something you know coming. Going? Okay, <laughs> so um, so I, I ventured off, you know, out into into the deep, uh -huh. and, and I videoed some stuff. I haven't yes. gotten it developed yet, but um, I got to see beautiful sea life, but it mm. wasn't until I went deep. Wow! So coming up oh. out of that and sitting on the beach and, and thinking about it, this is what dropped in my spirit. Um, when you're with God and you're walking with God mm. and you're on the shallow end, you get to see some things, you know, he gets mm -hmm. to show and, and reveal himself to you. Yeah. But to see the true manifestation of who he is mm. and to really be able to experience things that you can't see yeah. when you're in the shallow part, when you're just dealing with God on the surface, you don't get that yes. until you say, okay, take me out here in the deep. Mm. Let me see what you really have. Let me see what you really got cooking. Let me see yes. what, you know, where your hand really is. And it's when we walk into those deep waters wow. with him that he shows us things that we would never experience on the surface. Yes. And I say, God, keep me in the deep. Oh, ooh, keep okay. Me in the deep. So <laughs> it was, it was a great, 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 great opportunity. You posted something. I'm trying to find it the other day when I, and I read this. Um, and I think it was, this was on your social media feed. And I think it, I'm trying to think if that was this post or not, but it was kind of telling the story and I'm sure you can do it better than I can try to find it here. But you talked about how this vision you had as a child for Bora Bora and how in your mind you thought it was supposed to look a certain way, but you made a decision to say, you know, I'm not going to wait for that moment. And can you just tell us a little bit about, do you know what post I'm talking about? I do. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, I got pregnant young. So, at 20 years old, it was about um, my, I would say my early 20s, um, dealing with trying to go to school and, and raise kids and, and dealing with life as a, as a young parent. Um, at night before going to bed, you know, I would usually have a lot on my mind and couldn't just drift mm -hmm, off to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I would put myself to sleep to kind of calm my mind is I would take my myself from this physical world mm. where everything was tough and, mm -hmm. and the weight was heavy mm -hmm. so that I could get a good night's rest. Mm -hmm. I would put myself to sleep dreaming about being at the base of the mountain in, in Bora Bora wow. and what that would look like and what I would do when I got there yeah. and what conversations I would have with God wow. and the things that I would experience. And that's how I, and I would do it. I'm not going to say I did it every night, but it was a routine. It was a wow. habit, especially on days when I had a tough day. Yeah. And I just wanted to get away and, and I couldn't afford to just yeah, get a plane on. ticket, <laughs> right. you know, and go and, and or didn't have enough gas to yeah. just even go to the next town Come or on. to get a hotel room to go. So the, yeah. the only way that I could get away from this natural world was to envision that I was someplace else and use my imagination to, wow. to take me there. And wow. so um, then when I, I got older um, in my 30s, I thought, OK, so. Um, I'm going to save, I'm going to go, Yeah. but I'm going to save that place until, um, I get remarried Yeah. and this is going to be the honeymoon spot that I'm going to get to enjoy this with the man that, that God has for mm. me. Well, about 35, I <laughs> <laughs> was not remarried and I said, okay, so then if you're not married by 40, mm. Then you're going on your 40th birthday. Wow. Regardless, you'll have to you. find another spot. Yeah. Right. For right, right. That's right. <laughs> yes. But we can't keep, you know, delaying, delaying yes. this goal, hoping that something else is going to happen that will get you there. Wow. So you're going to get 40. Yeah. So when you, that's a guarantee. Well, it's not a guarantee, but we hope yeah, to yeah. see 40. You're planning for it. Yeah. Planning for it. And so when it comes, then that's what you need to do. And so um, at 39, I said, I'm not married. Yeah. And so next year, I'm going to Bora Bora. Wow. Regardless. Yes. And so I did. And I did the planning and, and did the praying. And, and I got an opportunity to go there. And wow. um, I got to lay my eyes on Mount Otumanu, Otumanu. which was the mountain that I would think about um, when I would put myself to sleep at night. 
and wow. to see the majesty and the, mm. the 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 mountain itself and to see the the clouds resting on it uh we got to see a rainbow coming in in the clouds from the airplane i mean it when i wow it it's a magical place mm. it was a magical place so um yeah i i decided to no longer um put it off wow and i said you're gonna do it yeah and i did wow i'm so glad you did me too that's so awesome and so i i, I was like just i could see it like as you're describing it you know i just have that you sounds like you're a very visual person too i am and you have an imagination and visualization is very that's not something that um i personally had a tendency to do but i think that came out for me in reading which i love to read as do i and so even to this day in my 40s now mm -hmm. i love reading children's literature like i just got a book um i posted on my social media the other day and it's it's uh you know called the the boy the fox the mole and the horse mm -hmm. and uh just kind of illustrations with positive quotes and that kind of a thing but there's something inside of me that always enjoys that fantasy that childhood wonder you mm -hmm. know of when things are you know, kind of problem free, if you will, that kind of a thing. And so books are important to me. I love them. And they have really been my mentors as well. And so that's kind of how I visualize things through other people's words. Yes. And so I wanted to ask you what your favorite book is or what you're currently reading and why. So um, I have two favorite books and I read often too. And I want to take a step back just for a yes, second to talk please. about your, your visualization. Yeah. And I think that um, we got away from that when we became mm, adults. I agree. Um, we thought that it was, I can't say we all did. I'm, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I think a lot of times we live in the reality of things mm, Yeah, and we don't want to spend time imagining something yeah. that we think may or right. may not come true. That's right. But I, not to, uh, misrepresent this quote, but I, I think about, or the scripture, I think about God saying that we need to come unto him as little children mm. with that. There is no fear in them. Yeah. Yeah. They imagine the impossible Yes, and they believe that they it believe is real. They do. Possible, yes. They believe that. Yes. And so, um, I think that's an area as adults that we tend to, to walk it. away from because yeah. we think it is childish, Yeah, but we don't realize the power in vision yes. and, and imagination yes. and understanding where those things even, even come from. Absolutely. So I think that if that's why vision boards are so powerful Yes. because you get to visualize something mm -hmm. that this is not a picture necessarily right. of your current state, right? but this is your imagination saying, this is what I would like to have. Yes. This is where I would like to be. Yes. And so that is a form of imagining yes. or using your imagination yes. to say, one day I will be there. I put that trip on my vision board in 2017. I had no idea in 2019 I'd be going. Wow. I just knew I'm going. Yeah. And I'm going to look at this every day when I rise. Yeah. And I'm going to say, one day I'm going to be in this place. Yes. I don't know when. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the timing. That's right. But I know that that I'll be there. So um, developing that yes. uh, skill yes. really helps to build your faith. Yes. It does. Um, so in I terms of that. books, um, I, I do read a lot and I think I started reading, um, just so that I could take myself away from mm -hmm. this world. Yes. And I started out reading, um, Christian romance novels. Oh, okay. I, did. I uh -huh. was about 1920. And then that, as I grew and yeah. matured, I got into more meaty things yeah. that was more relevant to, sure. to my, um, my life at that time. So the, the book that impacted me in 2019 was Destiny by T.D. James. Oh, yeah. Um, it was an on-time read for me. Mm. Um, a few years before that, I had read his daughter's book called Collide with Destiny, and I saw him all. Now, she I don't want to give credit where it's due. I'm sure she wrote that book. Yeah. Maybe he has raised her, and she has walked with him so close yes. that I heard him. And in through the, her. Oh, that gosh. makes sense. Yeah. It was amazing. And she tells a story about Ruth and... Um, and Naomi, and I, I don't want to give it away, but that was the beginning. And I didn't know it looking at it in hindsight. Yeah. That book, I had to read it before I read destiny because that book mm. though years apart, mm. it set me up to receive this book. Now it, yes. it was the, the precursor. It was what came before. And so with destiny, he, he starts out kind of talking about, um, explaining to everybody that you have purpose mm -hmm. that you that god didn't create anybody without 
um, purpose in them yeah. or without a some form of destiny that he has for yes. them. And then he kind of guides you through after you've accepted the fact that I'm important, that yeah. I that God has put me here for a specific <laughs> reason. Then he kind of guides you through identifying why you are here. And that has been um, since 20, I'm going to say the cusp of 2017, um, like really the end of 2016, my life kind of changed mm. and I began, and maybe it was getting older mm-hmm. and maybe it was just sure. my time yeah. um, to say, why am I here? And we ask that question, like, you know, what's yeah. our purpose? And we go on through with uh-huh, life uh-huh. and we just let life kind of happen. Well, I didn't want that anymore. Mm. I went on a true, and I'm still on it, a yeah. true soul search. Why am I here? Yes. Yes. What did you, when, when I came into time, mm. Come on. You spoke to me before I got here. Because mm-hmm. if we think about the scripture, and I, I think it's Isaiah, where he says, I knew you before you were even in your mother's yes. womb. Okay. Yeah. So if you knew him, you knew me. Yeah, yeah. That means we had a relationship and a conversation. And you told me, Trina, when you get here, this is mm-hmm. what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is, what did you speak to me? What wow. did you say to me? Yeah. So then when I get back, you cannot. And growing up, because I grew up in church. And, you know, you, I would always hear, I want to hear well done, that good and faithful. Right. right, right. <laughs> and then it didn't really mean anything. It it didn't. I was a kid. I, I didn't understand sure. the concept of it. But now mm-hmm. that I'm older, I do understand why he even put the parable in there about the talents. Mm. Because when he comes back to get me, I want to be able to say, man, you know, I, I probably didn't do the best. Mm. But I did what I could and mm-hmm. I did it in faith and I did it in love and yeah. and and I tried yeah. to make sure that I heard you in moments when I couldn't hear anything and that when I did hear you, I tried to be yeah. obedient. Yes. So I hope I get to hear you say, come on in here, girl. Yeah. <laughs> now you, we, we walked through some hardships, yes, yes. but I want to hear him say you did good. Yeah. And in order to get to that. Yeah. I got to know, what did you tell me to do? Let's go. Yes. I need to, I need to, it may not be clear. Right. But open my ears in times when I need to hear. Yes. You know, close my ears when it's something, it's negativity and it's going to get me yes. off course. That's so right. this book, um, Destiny, that's kind of what he does. He kind of guides you through that. Um, he teaches you about um, destiny killers mm. and how important it is not just people yeah uh yeah. people are huge sure um when it comes to that choosing people wisely mm-hmm. but um situations can be destiny killers yeah and so he kind of you know makes you you know be mindful of that so awesome 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 read um another one that i read um that was very impactful and in the right season mm. was jump by steve harvey mm, okay. so what steve harvey does um mm-hmm. is he talks about his journey when he started out as a comedian okay and how he had to sleep in in his car and how mm. he lost his job and um he said that the first time he went to a comedy show um he had never been to one before and and I don't want to give that part away either because it's a really good it's a good read. But mm. when he left the comedy show that night, he was in tears. He mm. actually won it. Wow. And and the girl that had told him about it uh, was a good friend of of his. And when he left, he was crying. And she said, "Why are you crying? It's only fifty dollars, you know." Mm. And he was like, "You don't understand. I was born tonight. This wow. is what I was supposed to do, and I did not know it." Oh. He said the next day he went and he quit his job. Get out of here. Yeah. He said, wow. now, I don't recommend y'all just get out of here and quit jobs. <laughs> right, quit jobs. Don't quit jobs. <laughs> but he was on, it's something happens when you walk in purpose. Come on. And I've never, mm. I've never experienced it. Mm. And it's it's hard for me right now to describe it because I think I'm still in the thick of it. Mm. Maybe when I'm about 80, <laughs> I can look back and really give some um some really good insight on how to pick up when you're in it. Yeah. Cause I can't, I can't articulate what it feels like. I just know that it's not what I used to do. It's not, it's a feeling that I haven't experienced until I started this journey of I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to start discovering. I'm going to start to discover. And so in jump, he teaches you not to be afraid. Yeah. Um, the, the best part of it, and he's got a video on YouTube and that's what made me purchase his book. At the end of his show um, on Family Feud, um, he gives the illustration of life 
and you standing on a cliff with a parachute on your back. Mm. And he explains that in life, whatever, whatever venture yeah. that you're wanting to do, yeah. you can stay on the cliff and play it safe mm-hmm. and never know what it's like mm-hmm. to take that leap of faith mm-hmm. or you can jump. And he said, I can't promise you that the parachute is going to open right away. <laughs> right. He said, you're going to hit some rocks. Mm. You're going to tear some skin off your elbows. <laughs> he said, but I guarantee you that your parachute will open. And he gives scriptures and, and explains how mm. um, he said, as, as believers, you know, we go to church and we listen to those, to the, to the preacher and he yeah. encourages us and he does all these things, but we never apply those scriptures to our lives. That's true. And, God, he said, God has never left you. When he said, I'll never leave you and never forsake you. Yes. Then you have to understand that when yes. you take that jump, he's with you. He's going to be there. He will be the wind beneath your wings Come that on. will allow you to be able to soar. Yeah. So that's that, though, that's the second one. And then currently, mm, okay. and this is for all of my um, Christian friends. Don't judge me when I give you the name. <laughs> no, no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. Okay. So the name of the book I'm reading now is Empire State of Mind. Empire State of Mind. Yes. Now, Mm. I'm currently reading it, so I don't really have um, an opinion yet about it. But this is the story of Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z. So this is a story of how he started... um, in the mm. music industry, mm-hmm. how his life began when he lived in mm-hmm. the rough side of, of mm-hmm. New York. And so I kind of want to explain why I'm reading, because I also want to say this too. I'm very careful about the things that I read. Absolutely. Me too. I'm very careful about the things that I listen yes. to. There was a, a specific reason why I chose this book. Yeah. Now, I will say this for those that are new on a Christian walk, you need to be very mindful. Yeah. If you can't separate That's secular right. from spiritual, That's right. you need to stay on the spiritual yeah. side. Yeah. Okay. Because I've learned how to take some things and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, that's not mm-hmm. biblical. Discern. I can yeah, discern the between yep. the two. Yep. But what made me get this book um, is because I'm a business owner and mm-hmm. I love business. Mm-hmm. And you can learn a lot from anybody. Absolutely. You can learn the from some of the best and you can learn from some of the worst. That's right. And when he sat down with Warren Buffett Mm. and Warren Buffett was willing to sit down and have a meeting and a conversation with him, which happens to be, you know, one of the what top 1% um, um, best, you know, richest uh, businessmen um, in our, in our nation, it piqued my interest. Mm. And so I'm like, because Warren didn't just going to sit down with Anybody. I know that's right. Yeah. Give and his time. He's not going to just give his time. Yeah. Unless he thinks that this person is either A, going to take it and use it, mm-hmm. or he sees something in him. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to pick up this book so I could learn how did you get to where you are in your life today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and God is in everything, whether mm-hmm. you choose to accept him, mm-hmm. you know, as Lord of your life or not. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of like to read so I can look through the pages and see, God, how did you, mm. how did you orchestrate this yes. in this man's life? Yeah. And um, just to kind of pick up some business tips. Yeah, absolutely. Um, making sure that I'm making the right business decisions mm-hmm. or maybe business ideas mm-hmm. on what maybe I could do mm-hmm. better or yeah. how to better position myself and yes. how to carry myself in in a secular world yes. as a Christian, you know, businesswoman. businesswoman. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So that's where I'm at right now. I love that. I love that. There's wisdom in that in the multitude of counsel, right? Mm-hmm. And there's his principles apply. Indeed they do. To the wicked and, and to the, the righteous. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's just kind of like when you think about Oprah and how generous she is. Mm-hmm. She, it's not about this, I manifest this and it comes back to me because, you know, but her generosity is a, is a biblical principle of sowing and reaping. So she sows into people, she gives. And he says, if you give, you know, the measure you give is going to come back to you. And we yes. see that she's reaping his principle. His principle. You know. Um, because his laws, whether you choose to accept him or not, are what they are. They're going to still operate. They will still operate. That's right. Regardless. That's right. But in the end, you're going to have to decide. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you know mm-hmm. do you, you be preaching serve? sister because you, you have a you but... have a you might have a you might have a teaching preaching gift i don't know i hear that i sense yeah. that in you and i believe that purpose that you are discovering i believe you're gonna realize it sooner than you think yeah mm-hmm. i hope so i do i sense that so i love that you shared those those books and i so i want to ask you i'm a quote person i love reading quotes they inspire me of course god's quotes are the best they are. um but you know what what's a favorite quote you would have and why what what is it about that I'm quote i'm gonna say so when i was younger and when i say younger i mean like uh, coming out of high school, earlier parts of college, I used to um, have the quote of always shoot for the moon. Mm. And even if you miss, you'll be somewhere amongst the stars. So that yeah. was in my in my younger mm. years. And that's what would make me say, keep going. Yes, I see that. Keep shooting. Mm-hmm. So now, um, mm-hmm. the last three years, the thing that I keep in the forefront of my mind is Mark 23, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Mark 9 and 23, where um, Christ says that everything is possible mm. to the one that believes. Come on. So um, I'd, we hear these things. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is until you believe mm-hmm. that scripture. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. It's not gonna resonate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not gonna. You're Draw not gonna see. Any, nope. yeah. You're yeah. not gonna see anything. Yep. And I. And because that is. It's funny that um, I saw this and I began to write out scriptures um, that I pull from the Bible from my my study time that I would keep with me throughout this journey of me starting. Mm-hmm. You know my um, my company and. Um, I happened to be in a department store one day and you know how when before you get ready to go to the checkout they have all of these things that you shouldn't buy they're like these <laughs> last minute items uh-huh. that you just want to pick up there was a mug because i drink coffee mm-hmm. white mug very plain and basic and it had that scripture mm. mark 9 and 23 mm. everything is possible yes to him that believes and i have that on my um, desk at work. Mm-hmm. I drink my tea and my coffee out of it. Yes. And I always think about that. Trina doesn't matter. When he says everything, that's exactly what he means. Yes. Everything is possible. The key yeah. is believing. That's right. And you got to have it. That's right. That's so true. And sometimes I think we we think we're, we believe. Um, not too long ago, I had an experience with the Lord and um, me as an achiever, just trying to make things happen on my own. And I remember the Lord saying to me, you really don't trust me. And so Mm. it's when we become convinced of that word, right? That we can stand on, that we can fully begin to view the world differently, right? So it's it's being convinced that everything is possible. Because he says with man, it may not be possible, but with God, all things um, are possible. So I, I love that. And I love that we can draw strength from God's word like that, especially when we, when we look at things from our natural standpoint, we're like, God, you know, I, I one of the scriptures I've been meditating on is, um, in Ezekiel where the Lord talks to Ezekiel and he says, and he takes him down into the Valley of dry bones. And he says, can you tell me if these bones can live? And he's like, God, only, you know, and I'm like that question was not for God. (laughs) It was for him to assess his level of faith and his level of belief. Do you believe that these dry bones? And he said, so prophesy. And I I think there's power even in that because sometimes even if we're not sure, we like, only God, only you know, you still need to prophesy and you need to speak my word over what looks dead, what looks barren, what looks hopeless because there's power in his word. So girl, we can, we can go on from yes. another, <laughs> but yes. I'm just enjoying this conversation if, with if you so I much. Can, yes. I, I, I see your wheels yeah. turning. <laughs> because I, um, I actually like that scripture and to hear you put it in that context of, even if we say, Lord, I don't know, mm-hmm. I'm uncertain. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we hide in, and I don't want to call this an excuse or a crutch. Um, we hide behind the phrase of, but God, I want to do your will. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to do this. It, like we, because we don't really know. Sure. 
it's safer to say, well, I just, I just, I'm going to do it when I know that this is what you're telling mm-hmm. me to mm-hmm. do. And it's okay to play it safe because yeah. we should. And we need to make sure that before we make moves, sure. we, we have that discernment. But in that example that you just gave, that that solidifies that even if yes. he didn't know. He sure didn't. If he could bring that thing alive. <laughs> he had no idea. He was like, Lord, I, I don't know you know. <laughs> and then sometimes we get so scared and we're so timid that we don't want to make a decision because yeah. we're afraid that we're outside of his will. Come on, Katrina. Until we have to really just say, well, I'm going to speak to this situation. Because at the end of the day, you're more powerful than I am anyway. Woo. So even if I speak to it and it don't move, then right. that means maybe that's not what I was supposed to do. Yeah. But if I partner with you and I speak to this dead situation, if I speak to this marriage Come that's on. falling apart, yes. or I speak over these kids that's driving me crazy, <laughs> you know, if I speak over the situation yes. on my job, yes. even though I'm not being promoted yet, yes, even though I continue to be looked over, yes. even, you know, um, in, I'm in school and these grades are not looking, yes. you know, up to par right. and I'm struggling and I'm staying up at night. I'm going to speak to this. Yes. And I'm going to give it life. Yes. And that scripture goes on to say, and he told him that call to the four winds, the yes. north, south, and the east, and the Come west. On. Holy Spirit. That's right. From the north, south, east, and west. Yes. Blow and breathe life yes. into this. And so I love <laughs> that you said, you know, even if we're, we're not sure mm-hmm. that if we speak the way that, that Ezekiel did. That's right. Then bones will begin to shake. That's right. They'll begin to yes, rattle. Yes. And they will be resurrected to life. Girl, you just didn't preach the little sermon <laughs> right there. And it, it is so powerful, right? And it's not speaking our truth. It's speaking God's truth. He's speaking his truth. His word, his promises. Says, and but you have yes. to know them. Yes, you do. You need to you know it so you can declare it. So you can declare it. <laughs> Come on, girl. Woo! This is this is good. <laughs> I don't want to leave the moment. My goodness. So I want to, I want to, I'm going to come back to some of these questions I had er, planned earlier. I'm I'm just going to deviate a little bit because I want to hear more about your story. Let's, let's give our listeners a glimpse into your personal story, some type of significant struggle that you endured. How did that impact you? And how can you now looking back, see and say what was meant for evil? All these things that happened to me, God used it for my good. And so can you just share about maybe a story from your life of some struggle? You know, maybe, maybe it was a, a big struggle. It could, it could be just a significant experience or it could it just be a common theme, right, in our lives that we've just struggled with, struggled with, struggled with. But through God, we were able to get some breakthrough and deliverance to be where we're at today. So I, I think um, the most profound struggle, actually, um, there's, there's two things that really set um, set the course of my life mm, in terms yes. of the path that I would travel mm. and the level of faith that I would that I would have. Yeah. The first was being um, a teen mom. I got pregnant mm. at seventeen. Sure. The other one was when my daughter was in the hospital for 30 days for over a month mm. uh, with pneumonia. Oh, my god! So I'll, I'll get to that. So yeah. being, I grew up in church. I did, but I hated church. Mm. And I, when I say hate it, you have no idea. Like, I mean, I strongly dislike church. Why? I'm going to tell you Okay. Why. So here's, <laughs> here is why. Like, yes. my father, God rest his soul, he was the spiritual foundation of our family. Um, because his mother was a prayer warrior and made them go to church. And so, uh, growing up, he would read the Bible with us and he would pray. And I'm talking about, we were, uh, I would, I think we were probably borderline apostolic Pentecostal. (laughs) (laughs) They would call down fire from a heaven. (laughs) And, but the church I went to (laughs) was a Baptist church. Okay. Um, and being young but it was we didn't it was a small church Mm. and back then um like today we've seen an explosion in like children's ministry yeah well back then we didn't have that Mm. you know and so i we would have to sit in there with the grown-ups yeah and nothing that they talked about was relevant to my life at all wow it was very dry Mm. um so it was a it was a struggle i didn't i didn't like it i didn't understand it Mm. Back then, and um, this is no shot at them because when we 
when we learn the truth of God's word, then we're truly set free. Okay. So back then, this is yeah. before you could wear pants to church. Yes. I hated dresses. I was a tomboy. Yeah. So that was the one strike against right. the church was the right. fact that I had to come in here with a dress I on. I heard right? that. I hate dresses too. I hated <laughs> them. And so um, we would have to go for like choir practice and this sort of thing. Well, I was active in school. Yeah. And so I couldn't just run home and put on a dress. <laughs> So what they would have me do oh. is put it on over my pants. So I would say to my mom, I, I'll never forget this. And my mm. mom, very sweet, um, meek, um, soft-spoken. Yeah. And I said, so this is what I don't understand. So you want me to put a dress on over these pants? <laughs> Not only is it tacky and it looks bad. Right. <laughs> But you telling me to hide something mm. that I know I shouldn't be doing anyway. Mm. And you want me to cover it up. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you explain that to a 13 year old? Mm. Because what you're teaching me is cover that sin up. Ooh. Because what you're saying is yeah. you can't come to church with pants on because pants are not acceptable. Mm -hmm. But why is it that it's acceptable in the world, mm -hmm. but it's not acceptable in this church, yeah. but you want me to cover that up? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you should be teaching me yeah. if it's not acceptable in church, it shouldn't be acceptable in the world either. Mm, but yeah. you're allowing me to continue yeah. to be out here right. like this. It's mixed messages. It's, it yeah. was a mixed signal yeah. to me. So I'm supposed to come in God's house and cover up my sin is what you're saying to me. Wow. That's how I perceived it. As yeah, a sure. And so, and then the messages, I just couldn't resonate. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing resonated with me mm -hmm. until a little bit later. Um, uh, I remember this was the turning point when I gave, I hated church so bad. Um, this was the turning point where I had a conversation with God. I was probably about... 15, um, we were in between pastors. Mm. So when Baptist churches, what you do is you go through a series of different pastors that will come in, like uh -huh. when you're looking like to a try candidate to find or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the, the deacon board, I guess, would decide on who the mm -hmm. incoming pastor would be. Mm -hmm. So there was a, um, a pastor that had come and this was one of these days I just, I sat in the back of the church. I had my a coat over my head and my mom, <laughs> I, when I, I despised it mm. because it just, it, it, it just did not, it wasn't captivating yeah. for me at all. It mm. was, it was so routine yeah. and I'm not a routine person yeah. at all. It yeah. was so mundane. I didn't, I just didn't see the value mm. in going. Yeah. And so, um, one particular night they had a pastor come in and he preached a sermon and me and my mom had already had a falling out. I don't remember what it was. I just remember I was mad and I was upset probably because I didn't want to be there. Yeah. And um, he began, his sermon was about parents provoke not your children to wrath. Mm. I'll never forget that. I'm 40 years old. I was about to say, wow, that must have been a <laughs> oh, powerful yeah. message for you to still it remember that. To still remember that. Wow. He said, do not provoke your children to wrath. Mm. And he began to teach to the parents wow. about the relationship that they needed to have with their kids yeah. and how the things that they do sometimes not even realizing yeah. it provokes them to anger. And you're putting these kids in a situation where they can't respond back because they got to be obedient. Yeah. But there's a way that you have to treat them. Yeah. There's a way you got to communicate yes. with them. So by the end of the sermon, I was sitting up. Oh, I did <laughs> Right. Talk to my I'm mom. So I'm in the back and my mom is up front or whatever. Minister, and I'm, I'm minister. Listen, I'm throwing darts with my eyes because I'm like, I hope, I hope you getting it. I hope you getting all this. That's right. <laughs> so at the end of it, he said, you know, when they, they open the doors of the church for um, people to come in, you know, to accept Christ and stuff. And um, he said, you know, if I didn't touch anybody tonight, I know I touched one little girl. Because mm. I was disrespectful. I was. Because I, I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I literally had a, back then we wore bomber jackets. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So I had it over my head, laying in the pew. I'm not dealing with Outwardly this. defiant. Outwardly I'm defiant. trying to tell y'all. I'm not even trying to be here. Yeah, yeah. I want you to put me out. That's what that's I'm hoping right. that y'all can do. <laughs> I know that's right. But when he got finished, <laughs> I was sitting up straight out and fixing my hair. Okay. Okay, I can get with this. <laughs> and so he said, if I didn't touch anybody tonight, mm. I know I touched one little girl because when I got up here to preach, she had the, her coat over her head. He said, and I saw her staring a little bit, you know, steering, like getting, yeah. you know, restless. And then eventually she came out from under the coat and I never lost her gaze. 
Wow. That night mm. on the way home, I laid in the back seat of my mama's car and I said, I'm going to tell you something, Lord. Now, if you up here, I'll never forget this. The moon was out mm. and I looked up at the moon and I said, if you want anything to do with me, mm. you're going to have to make this man our pastor or I'm not doing it. Really? That next Sunday, he was, I don't know what they call it. Installed in, in, or yes, yeah, whatever. They, yeah. they made him our pastor. To this day, we are like... Wow. Aces. Oh my goodness. To this I know day, he's proud of you too. <laughs> super, super, super close. Ain't that something? Yes. So got pregnant though. Well. And so life kind of shifted for mm -hmm. me. Um, but it, it it at the time God knew that he had to have um a spiritual leader like that. Yeah. Um in my life. Yeah. Because he knew this baby season was coming. Yeah. And so and I needed to be you, nobody can ever really prepare for baby season. But, Oof. No, you can't. But um, spiritually, I had to have enough in me because mm. he knew this journey mm. was going to require me to know him. Yes. If not, the journey wow. was going to be harder than what it had to be. Yeah. So um, having some of those biblical principles in me and, and, and life will make you fall to your knees. Mm. Life will make you have a relationship with him. Yeah. You can either do it early on in the Come game on. when you know that, man, I can't do this yes. by myself. Yeah. Um, or you can continue to be defiant and continue to be hard headed yep. and continue to let life yes. knock you down. That's true. And you look up and your life is completely in shambles when all you had to do mm. was catch it in surrender. the early phases yeah. Yeah. and surrender. Yeah. And so I did that, you know, and um walked wow. with God when I graduated from high school, moved to Oklahoma City. Found me a church home. Yeah. Um, stayed in, in church. Um, I, I'll be honest, I was not a consistent goer, mm -hmm. but because I had been raised in yeah. it, and as I grew older, I understood the power, you know, in it. So having kids early was a was definitely a struggle. Sure. That um that I had to walk through and and build my trust in, mm -hmm. in God and, mm -hmm. and my faith in him. And I think what did it was when my daughter uh, got pneumonia. She had gone to a mm. church camp one year mm. and she'd come back um, and she was really sick. And my pastor's wife, the because I ended up going to the church life. I, I was in different places. Sure. My pastor stayed in my hometown. Uh -huh. But fast forward years later, I happened to be out at Lake Hefner. I didn't even know he was here. Oh and we literally word. ran into Get each other. Out. We did. And wow. so I ended up, and I was in between churches at that time because yeah. I moved. And um, I ended up going to his church. Yeah. And so his wife looked at my daughter. She's a nurse. And mm. she was like, Trina, I think you need to probably take her in. Mm. You know, she doesn't look good. Mm. Me, you know, I'm Dr. Mom. So I'm right. trying to give everything over the counter. Right, right. But it wasn't fighting it. Wow. And so um, I took her to urgent care. Mm. And they did, you know, an x-ray on her chest. And he came back in and. He said, hey, um, I want you to come look at these at these x-rays. So I came out of the room and looked in them, looked at the x-rays and she had pneumonia that it completely covered her lungs. Oh, my God. And he said, so here's the deal. Um, are you going to take her to the emergency room or you want us to call an ambulance because she's got to get to a hospital? now?" Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So wow. here I am. Wow. Single mom. Um, I totally when I when I say this, I, I want to. Um, paint a clear, clean picture yeah. and make sure that I, I give credit where it's due. Yeah. But at the same time, I need it to, I need to express and explain the situation that I was in. Yeah. All right. So, um, single mom, I, I never received child support. Mm. Now my, my daughter's father has been active and involved. Yeah. And so I want to give him credit for that, but not financially. And so here I am, the only one that is the sole provider for these kids and this doctor is telling me mm. you got to take her to the emergency room yeah so that means that well i'm not going back to work today yeah um and i don't know what the future is looking like if you're talking about i got to take her to the hospital because and he told me they're probably it's so heavy oh. they're probably going to have to admit her wow so i got on the phone i called my pastor's wife and she said take her to children's hospital because mm. that's what they specialize in you know oh. so i did um she was eighth grade at the time wow. Uh, right before school started. This was summertime, so oh, July. Yeah, wow. Um, probably mid-July. So um, get to the hospital. Sure enough, they admit her. Um, they start giving her, you know, um, medication. I will never forget the name of the medicine that they gave her. It's called vancomycin. This medicine 
is supposed to be the most powerful medicine that is supposed to really destroy that type of bacteria. Yeah. And it wasn't doing anything. Wow. But it was starting to destroy her kidneys. So they had to call in a nephrologist and they were asking me questions like, does she, do you have kidney failure in your family? So now I'm like, oh, what no. are you talking about? Right. No, nobody has kidney yeah. disease. Nobody's had kidney failure. What is going on? Wow. So an infectious control doctor comes in and he's like, you know, listen, um, because she began to complain about her back mm -hmm. and I didn't understand mm -hmm. why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it was, you know, that time of the month and she's sure. going to come on. Is that it? Right, and it was right. like, no, her kidneys. Oh my gosh. Because the medicine was, well, they weren't shutting Destroying down. Destroying them? But yes, because the medicine was too powerful and they were giving wow. it to her in doses that was too much for her body. Oh my word. And so um, mm. by this time, we're two weeks in to the hospital and a nurse um, that was with us, she was like, Katrina, I don't know. Normally when we get a, a, a patient in here that has pneumonia, they're maybe in here maybe three days to seven okay. days and they're normally gone. I don't know what this is wow. that is on this baby like this. Yeah. She is, mm. she's been in here this long. And so, um, Closer to the 30 day mark, Wow! the doctor comes in and he says, um, you look like a praying woman. Wow. And um, now mind you, I'm having to figure out, um, I'm not able to go to work or if I am, it's sporadic. Yeah. So I had some great friends that came in and picked up the load to make sure that my other two kids got to school. They had to make sure that, um, you know, they were fed, homework and stuff was getting done. So I, I did have some great people that came in uh, to help me through that time. But um, the doctor said to me, you look like a, a praying woman. Mm. He said, he says, you look like the glory of the Lord was on your sister. I don't know what was on me because I, I, I didn't even know how to how to process. Wow. Wow. Because you see your kid in there and she looked bad. Mm. She's fair complected. So her eyes now are dark. Mm. she her it, it was just you didn't know what to expect they didn't know the type of pneumonia that she had because it wasn't the regular mm -hmm. the normal pneumonia that that they're used to what i was told later was that the type of pneumonia she had is typically found in soldiers that stay in bunkers get out so they never tested her for that type of pneumonia because she's not military yeah she hadn't been in a bunker but if they had asked me or if I had said something, I could have told them, but she went to a cabin oh, at a church camp. Wow. And so um, mm. I think whatever was in mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. it, infect, it impacted mm. her. But anyway, so he did. And he said, so here's what I need you to do um, because we've done all we can do at this point. Mm. And not to scare you, right? but if it doesn't get any better and it continues to get stronger, it's going to collapse your lungs. Oh my. He said, so what I need you to do, and I get emotional every time I tell this mm. story, but anyway, what I need you to do mm. is I need you to pray to the great physician. Mm. He did. Yes. I promise you he did. I need you to, to pray um, wow. to the great physician who's greater than I and ask him to give me wisdom on how to heal your daughter. Wow. So in that moment, I begin to pace the um, the hospital. I walked the walls. I mean, the walls. Probably D was climbing them. Walked <laughs> the halls, and I begin to pray. And I um, and I prayed over my daughter. I prayed for her healing, and I said, "But God, here's the deal. Mm. You gave her to me, mm. and I don't know what her plan is. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't know what your plan is for her mm -hmm. life, and mm -hmm. and I don't even know if this was for a season." Wow. But I tell you this, if you take her from me, mm. all I ask you to do wow. is prepare my heart because yeah. I don't want to hate you. Mm. I don't want to be angry with you. Yeah, I need you to prepare me for whatever the end is going to be. Wow. But I trust you. Yeah, I trust you. I've trusted you up to this point. Wow. You've protected her in yeah. places where I've never been. Mm -hmm. You're with her always. Yeah, Just prepare my heart. For whatever the end is because i don't want to uh -huh. turn my back on you mm. so i went into the room now keep in mind i told you that i think my my dad was borderline apostolic Pentecostal. <laughs> what was he doing <laughs> so i know i'm about blessed all uh -huh. so i went and got i already yes. had some uh -huh. and um 
And at the time, the nurses and stuff was in there, and I waited for them to leave, and my other two daughters was there. And so um, I put oil on everybody, and I asked Janila, that's her name, I said, I need you to sit up. I said, and um, we're getting ready to, to pray. Mm-hmm. And I said, but here's the deal, mm-hmm. all right? You have to want what I'm getting ready to pray for. Wow. And you have to speak it out of your own mouth. Mm-hmm. I am healed. Mm. You have to speak this scripture, this scripture. Come on. That by the stripes, sorry, of of Jesus Christ, I am healed. Wow. So I begin to to pray over her. Yeah. My my daughters, we we laid hands on her and 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 I prayed and and they were crying and I said, now Janelle, I need you to speak and I need you to tell God. Yeah. I am healed mm. by your stripes. Yes. I am healed. Now keep in mind, we were there thirty days. Wow. In three days, we left that hospital. Wow. Look at Kidneys God. completely restored. Come on. No pneumonia. Yes. Ever. Yes. She's a sophomore at Oklahoma State wow. University. Lungs totally fine. That's never so awesome. had to do breathing treatment. Praise the Lord. Never. Nothing. Wow. And that, I had to realize that yeah. story was, it, it was twofold for me. One, it was mm. for God to show me how faithful that he is yes and and to build my faith yeah. in his healing yes. power mm, and ability yeah but it was also to show my daughter that he was a healer yes see there's certain things in life that we don't even realize about god and who he is until yeah. we experience yes. something where he has to reveal that that's right so for that's whatever so good. reason in her life when she gets older yeah. she will always know him yes as a healer that's right if she don't know him as that's right <laughs> amen to that she will know that's right that he is the god come that on is. so Woo. those are some in those moments like and and i can't even I can't imagine um, moms that have lost, mm. you know, kids, yeah. Yeah. but I can, I know the pain though, yeah. of being in that moment and you thinking, this, this may, be, yeah, this may be it. Yeah. And, and how am I going to process this? And, and what am I going to do mm. about it? But loving God enough to say, fix me. Yeah. Because this flesh is not going to want to have, I'm not going to have any understanding because death is hard to understand. Yeah. And so, um, but you got to be strong for that. I think that reminds me of the scripture where I think it was the blind man. And he said, your faith has made you well, you know, and it's like that coming into an agreement and declaring it and standing on his, cause it ain't, it ain't just necessary. It ain't nothing to do with me. It has no. the spirit of God, you know, his yeah. power and, and that is so powerful. And I, thank you for sharing that story. And I, I pray that that, is resonate. I know, I believe that those who are listening and needed to hear that, that their spirit, their faith would rise and that they would stand on God's word and declare and speak it. I'm healed, you know, by his stripes, I am healed and believing that and aligning with that and declaring it regardless of what you see and don't see. Right. Because for you all in that moment, in man's eyes, it looked hopeless because man yeah, doctor was, said, listen, I can't, do none I can't do none, but we know that we have a great physician. We have a Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth us of all of our sicknesses and diseases. He is able to do what man cannot do. And you're like, yes, go. I love that. I love that. Wow. That is so powerful. So when you, when I listen to your story and just hear how you've overcome all these challenges, right? So I'm just imagining that as a 17 year old, getting pregnant, I got this baby. I don't know who I am now. I don't know who you are. I don't know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> and and just, and then to hear your story of going from teenage mom, a few children, you still graduated high school. You still got your undergraduate degree. You got your graduate degree. You have a successful business like girl, I want to go into the mind of Katrina <laughs> because the reality is life can tell you and experiences can tell you, you will be nothing. You don't have what it takes. And I don't know if that was some of the mental, but I just know my life coming from a girl from the hood in the projects. I had a lot of negative beliefs that had to be torn down with the word of God and what he says about me, what I can do through him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious. And I would just love to know, you know, what were some of those mental obstacles, lies, doubts, fears, whatever that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? I would say that 
it was developed over time. Mm-hmm. So both of my parents were um, self-employed mm-hmm. and we grew up in a small town. Yeah. So everybody knew my mom and dad. Mm. My mom was the only um, black beautician. Okay. So therefore, everybody came to her to yeah. get their hair done. Uh huh. My father was a locksmith. Okay. So he, if you locked your, your keys in your car, or uh-huh. if you were a business and needed locks changed, uh-huh. or you know your building property sure. needed, so he he was well known. Her, him, and my mom wow. were well known in the community. So when I got pregnant, mm. my dad left for like two weeks. Really? Like it it devastated mm. my family. Mm. And so because they had raised me to take ownership for what you had done, and I still live that way. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I will own up to it. Yeah. I will try to do the best I can to right the wrong. Sure. Um, and I will accept full responsibility for whatever comes with the action that sure. I took. Well, as a kid, when I turned 17, mm. I got pregnant. Okay. So you're going to, I hate to say right this wrong mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. God says that mm-hmm. children are a blessing That's right. and his That's right. timing sure. may not look like the right time for sure. us, but his timing is never wrong. Sure. If God wanted to, even though I was out here doing stuff, I had yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. if he didn't want me to have it, he could have held that up. Absolutely. If he wanted to. That's We're right. talking about the God that says that kings rise and fall that's right that's right so if he didn't want that that's right he could have and as parents sometimes we don't understand that and we don't realize that i know my parents didn't yeah they they told me this is a this is because of your disobedience Mm -hmm. and it very well could have been very well sure but he could have chose something else for disobedience absolutely but he chose this yeah so i had to accept you made an adult decision yeah as a kid yeah so now you have to make adult choices on how you're going to handle this so I was captain of the cheerleading squad. Mm. I was lieutenant in color guard. Wow. Um, all American. I had just gotten all American that prior summer wow. at cheer camp. And I got accepted into the University of Tennessee. Oh, wow. So I had plans because I wanted to get as far away from my parents yeah. too in yeah. church yeah. as possible. Like I didn't <laughs> sure. get so I'm trying to go way yeah. East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the news that I was pregnant and my whole life shifted. Mm. So now... You got some choices before mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you got to rule college out. Mm-hmm. It just means that you're not going to get to go to the University of Tennessee. Mm. So what are you going to do? And so um, I enrolled in a local community college. Yeah. And here's why I did all that. Yeah. Because I had to make my parents proud. Mm. Now we learn in life you don't do things to please other people. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic. Sure, but, sure. But um, that's excuse me. That's, that's where what, you were. That's where I was. Yeah. And so. I had to prove mm. even the there was a teacher that pulled me aside um, in high school and I don't remember his exact words, but I can tell you what my takeaway from his words yeah. were. You just ruined your life. Mm. So I had to prove yeah. to him. Y'all are wrong. And yeah. to my parents. Yeah. My life ain't over. Yeah. I made a mistake. Yeah. I did something that I should not have done. Sure. But this ain't the end of the world for me. Yeah, good for you. And I will do whatever I have to do to prove to y'all. Because that's just, that was my attitude. Yeah, yeah, To prove to you that I'm going to come out on top. Yeah. It might take me a while to get there. Wow. But I'm going to be okay. Well, fam, that wraps up today's episode. Once again, I just want to thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. Of all the voices that you could be listening out there in the world to, I'm so thankful that you trust Lead, Love, Thrive to be a part of your day. I really hope you were blessed by this faith-filled conversation and that you gained a new insight for how to walk by faith and not by fear, your feelings, or even the facts of your situation or circumstance. Because we know that with God, nothing is impossible for those who believe in Him. If you have been encouraged by this podcast ministry in any way, could you do me a favor and just take a minute to share this podcast with your friends and family? So many people around us are fighting battles that we don't even know about, and we can all use an encouraging word to strengthen our faith in the battle. I can't thank you enough for helping me reach more people who are desperately searching for hope and answers to all of their problems. And together, we can help them find their answers in Christ. As always, remember to lead your life strong and walk by faith. Choose to love God, yourself, and others on purpose and make those daily decisions to thrive. Be sure to check out the show notes for how to connect with Katrina and access those resources that she mentioned at the top of the show. 
And if you haven't done so already, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can stay current on all newly released episodes. And be sure to check out part two of Katrina's story next week so you don't miss a thing. Until we talk next time, peace.